2022 had a plethora of games for us to enjoy. These are our top 10 games, but with the caveat, it's any games that we beat in 2022. All right, let's get right into the list here. Michael, let's start with your number 10 game of 2022. You just want to get right into it. <laughs> All right, we can do that. I don't even know if I can predict what you've played this year. <laughs> well, I will tell you right off the bat. I'm slowing this down, as you said, get right into it. I did not play many games from 2022, but there's some goodies on here. So let's get to it. My number 10 is Opus Echo of Star Song. Oh, gosh. <laughs> we did an episode on that. You can check out that review. I don't know how to describe this game, but it is unique in that it's, it doesn't do anything amazingly well. But by the end, I loved it. And I, I don't know how, where that happened. It's at like the three and a half hour mark, probably. And the story just hit me and I liked it. And I liked the dice rolls in the game and exploring space is just fun. I feel like that's definitely got to be the hardest selling point for it, right? Is the fact that it took you that much of investment to get into it. Hence why it's at my number 10. But yeah, it's a, it's a slow burn, that's for sure. Okay, we could not have any more opposite uh, games to start off our list here. So my number 10, I believe, could be a little higher if it wasn't for the fact that you and Kevin stopped playing. And I don't know anybody else who plays this game. And the caveat to that is the matchmaking in this game is just broken. Like, they got to fix it. I know they've talked about it, but that's Gunfire Reborn. So the funny thing here is I apparently just every year now need to discover one of these style of roguelikes or lights, <laughs> however you pronounce it. I started with Hades, then I went Slay the Spire, and now it's this game. <laughs> and so I seem to have a thing with this style. Yeah, I mean, Hades and Slay the Spire made it onto your top 10 of last year. So. Exactly. So, and again, this game, it is really, really fun. I've beaten it on normal and elite difficulty. Nightmare is really starting to become a grind. And I need help, but I can't, I literally, I've tried matchmaking. I can't get it to work. So hmm. that's what's holding it back from me. Could be not be a good sign for people out there not playing it or whatever. Oh, it's so frustrating. They got to fix it. But I, I enjoyed my time with that game. It's, it's a fun one. I haven't beat it, so it can't be on my list. My caveat is I have to have beaten the games on the list. I think I hold true with most of my, no, I don't. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> my number nine favorite game of 2022 was a game that did not come out in 2022. Resident Evil Village. You, I didn't even know you played this. <laughs> so, it's so funny how that works because we talk all the time, but sometimes I play games in secret. This is a game I played with my buddy Dennis, and it was a blast. And what I really like about this game, it just seems like it's a re... I want to say return to form because that is wrong. Because it's still first person. You're continuing the story of Ethan Winters from 7. But it does different tones... You go to like different areas and think of them as small sandbox areas and all the tones are completely different. Okay. One is definitely more combat focused. One's more run away from the scary thing. And if you don't know what the scary thing is, it is freaking terrifying. Okay. So then just real quick, cause I, again, I had no idea you played this. If I were to just to say on a scale of one to 10, where do you put this game? Probably a solid eight. Okay. Right. Definitely worth your time. Obviously numbers aren't everything here, but. I enjoyed my time with it quite a bit, and it's definitely up there as one of my favorite Resident Evils, I think. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to stick with the trend of having completely opposite games. So my number nine is a game, my first ever attempt at playing this franchise, first ever attempt at beating it, 
and it was almost exclusively with my daughter. And that is Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Oh, nice. And here's the thing. So my only expertise or like really any of my knowledge that came from Kirby was Super Smash Brothers related. <laughs> so I, like I had never played there. Yeah. yeah. And so I think the fact that I did not have expectations was a just pleasant surprise. And I, I will say this. The only thing is it's a little more difficult towards the end than I think a lot of people talk about because the boss grind at the end of this game is incredible. <laughs> like <laughs> it's, it is something to like, I was shocked at how difficult the game got. Man, I need to get back to that game. I literally played like 30 minutes. Well, okay. Well, I can also say this. So I only played co-op. I never played this game by myself. So I don't know what that does for the experience level and how much easier or harder the game got, but the variety and levels in this game is on just, it's impeccable. There's a, like a neon glowy level that is just so cool. Oh, I, I was very, very impressed with this game. What did you think of that? I know it's in the game Waddle Dee Town or rebuilding Waddle Dee Town. Was that fun? Yeah, yeah, it was okay. I, I guess for me though, like a lot of, the, so there's a lot of side collectibles and they're, you, they're constantly telling you like, here, you gotta go suck up this thing to create this power. There's a couple that I felt were a little overpowered. If we ever want to do a deep dive into this game, we can get into that. But it felt like there was a couple powers that were significantly just better than all the rest. And, but yeah, the game itself was fun. Does this make you want to play another Kirby game? Or is this style, I mean, this is a new style for Kirby, for sure. I guess that was where I was going to ask you. This is a, in this style, yes. I guess I didn't have any expectations with it. I've looked at a lot of the other Kirby games, and I don't necessarily know if I'd want to play them. But then again, I don't know if I would have said that with this. Had my daughter not wanted me to get this, I probably wouldn't have done it. So now it has opened my eyes up a little bit. I'll give you that. There's the beauty of bits of time. He's got a kid. I don't. And look at that. <laughs> Find a new game. <laughs> but yeah, so Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Very much recommend it. Look at it. You have a Switch game on your list. That's wild. Wild. My eighth favorite game of 2022. This one sort of doesn't count and sort of does because I beat it, but now I 100% completed. Whatever. And that is Chaos Child for the PS Vita. What I love about this specific visual novel is it starts off with such an engrossing tale that it keeps you wanting to play. And I feel like a lot of visual novels start off at a slow burn, which I'm totally okay with because I'm used to that. But I feel like this one, the onset, the inciting incident is very, very strong. And it is very dark and it's so sad. And my gosh. <laughs> Sometimes I'm convinced you just throw visual novels like onto your list because you're like, okay, I just need to keep getting Larry to somewhat try one every once in a while. Because I can't, I think it was last year you had like three on your list or something like that. Did I? Uh, I could be wrong. Maybe yeah, it was anticipating so. it. I'm mixing stuff up. We talk so much. But you're always talking about visual novels. <laughs> I love and, them. Uh, when they the, hit, they hit right. And I feel like this one really did. I definitely slowed down trying to get the trophy grind in this one, but. Okay. I am very satisfied with the last scene. That is not always the case. I mean, that's like a teaser itself right there. It's like, here, you got to play the whole game because you got to see this last scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But, but that grind to get 100% completion, I don't totally recommend it. So maybe we'll talk about that some other day. Okay, I'm going to keep bringing this up until it doesn't happen. But again, wow, way different. <laughs> Number eight for me is a game we talked about during season two, and that is A Short Hike. And again, I think if you want to hear the deep dive, go listen to the episode. But I think I worded it almost perfectly when I said that this is like a warm cup of hot chocolate or mug of hot cocoa chocolate on a cold winter night. That is this game. This game is comfort food or drink in this case. <laughs> and it's just... There's something to be said about not having to invest 
too much into a story. I love doing that, but it's comforting to just dive into something that you can beat in one sitting if you want. Yeah, I would call this a palate cleanser, but that almost does a disservice. Yeah, Yeah. that's the word I'm looking for to the to the style of game because it it stands on its own, man. It's so good. Yeah, definitely go check this out. Wonderful game. I back that. Worth your time. It's a short time. My seventh favorite game of 2022 actually did come out in 2022. This is the first one. Yeah, this is the first one that came out this year. (laughs) Pokemon Legends. Arceus. Is it Arceus or Arceus? I have no idea. I call it Arceus. Hard C. <laughs> I'll go with the soft C. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, this made me fall in love with Pokemon all over again. This was this felt like the blue and red of my childhood. And what it it's focused just being on exploring and capturing the Pokemon. That's all I needed. It's just a nice little sidestep for the Pokemon franchise, and I was hooked. I actually finished it. There was this was the first Pokemon game I've ever finished. Mm, I've never. Nice. I know you're thinking you played Pokemon Blue when you were a kid. Yeah, I never made it. <laughs> I always got distracted, like did, I do a lot in games. And then I can't remember. Did you end up picking up the open world one, Scarlet and Violet? No, I haven't. But this makes me actually just want to play this one again. <laughs> or I didn't do the final like ending stuff, the secret ending. After you beat the game, you can go catch like legendary Pokemon, and I haven't done that. And I heard there's a little bit more story bits, and apparently the final boss is really hard, so that's exciting. I might I, actually do it. I mean, nowadays there's just a type of Pokemon game for everyone. <laughs> there's yeah. so many of them out there. If they, I hope that this series continues. I hope they do another spin-off like this. Okay. All right. Uh, my number seven. I mean, I'll just stop saying it because it's way different again, but is a game that I only just discovered about, I think it was mid-November, and I'm playing it exclusively on my iPad. And I am not a fan of the, of the universe, but I am absolutely a fan of the game. Marvel Snap. Marvel Snap. Let me tell you something, brother. Okay. So it's from a couple of the developers of Hearthstone. And Surprise. it's nowhere near as deep, which I think might end up cutting it off and it might run out of legs for me long term but so far i'm absolutely enjoying my time with this it's basically if you haven't played it you have three zones that you can drop a card in each turn you got an energy turn two you got two energy three energy blah blah, blah. up to six there's six turns but each one of the zones on turn one the far left zone has some sort of random ability attached to it it might be you can only play cards here in turn three or you can only play cards here in turn five and six or if you don't play any cards here, you get one energy every turn. And so there's like weird strategies. Interesting. A little roguelike yeah. element and then on, in there. On turn two, the second zone reveals its. And on turn three, the third zone reveals its. And the thing that's crazy is you, you have to just win two out of the three zones. So someone could beat you like 50 to 6 in one zone, but you beat them like 11 to 10 and 6 to 5 in the other two and you win. Interesting. Okay. So the only time that point total matters if you guys have each won one and then tied on the last one, then total points is involved. But let me tell you, some of the card synergies, you have cards that can just change up what his own does. So you can let someone commit to his own and then just completely screw him up midway through. It's a lot of fun. And then I've never felt the need to upgrade or pay money, which is also a big thing. Granted, I think I probably played a little bit differently than most people. I only upgrade cards that I use. So like right now, if I logged onto my file, I have like, 29 different cards that are like hey you can upgrade this card now but i just don't because i'm like i'm never going to use this and go and upgrades don't make the cards stronger they just go from a plain card 
to like a foil to an animated to like a gold and like legendary and then using the points you get from upgrading put levels you up quicker which unlocks new cards things like that gotcha so so there's definitely there can be a paywall and you can increase stuff it's kind of a gotcha but not really yeah so i think i'm level 41 currently and i've never felt the need to even come close like i have so much extra materials that's exciting another card game for you so there you go yeah i'm always looking for more (laughs) (laughs) well my number six is a little game called xenoblade chronicles 2 Oh, you, you had me in the beginning there. <laughs> I did. I saw it. <laughs> you can't see that. I'm listening. But <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, what? <laughs> so if you don't know, I, I had played Xenoblade Chronicles 2 when it first came out, and I made it like 40, 30 hours into it, and I just dropped it because I didn't like it. I was like, I'm over this game. <laughs> it's stupid. And this year, I was like, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is coming up. I was like, and I had just finished. No, I didn't. had just finished Definite Edition, but I was... I was still reeling with the excitement of that game, and I was like, you know what? I should just watch a YouTube video of Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and then go into it. And I was like, nope, you know what? I'm going <laughs> to play it. So I bought Xenoblade Chronicles 2 Golden Country, Torna, the Golden Country, whatever it's called. I played that first, and I went through Xenoblade Chronicles 2 all the way, and I actually really like it. <laughs> it's amazing how time changed that for you. It is an excellent amazing game and it is a freaking terrible game at the same time it has some of the worst design choices whether it's character moments sometimes or just like the gotcha mechanics for getting more powerful weapons and also for like traversing the world sometimes that you're blocked off by these arts you have to go farm to level Mm. those up and then there's some thing at the end where you're you have only one character and you have to fight this person i was like this is really stupid and I hate it. But then you run around this beautiful world and you're like, man, that looks amazing. <laughs> this is great. And then there's some really great character moments. I'm just like, it's muddled, so muddled for me that I'm like, why did I spend 60 hours on this plus another 50 on it the prior, <laughs> prior time? But you should, you, you should play Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I, I, don't, I can't I mean, decide yeah. if you just sold it or not. I know. <laughs> Honestly, I almost left it off this list and I thought about it more and I jumped up, jumped down, jumped up. I don't know where it's going to be in next year, but I have a love-hate relationship with this game. But That's kind of the beauty of gaming, though. You, I love Xenoblade Chronicles, so there you go. <laughs> that could be a teaser, maybe, to what else is coming on yeah. this list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. My number six, I'm convinced, is more of a meme than a video game at this point. You're thinking about it. I have no idea. I'm telling you, Mike, I have, I think I've unlocked like 77 achievements and I'm only halfway through, <laughs> like not even halfway through for this game. Vampire Survivors. Oh. I I don't even know what I thought this game was going to be. Because here's the thing. It's called Vampire Survivors. There's not a freaking vampire in the entire game. <laughs> I don't know why that is its name. You, but sur- you survive the vampires. But you're not getting attacked by vampires. <laughs> there, there's none of that. And it's just, you don't click buttons to attack. The only thing you do is move the character around and dodge and just traverse the maps. That's it. But my goodness is it addicting and they're i swear they developed like this stare mechanic where it's just good enough to make you think you're about as powerful as you can possibly become and then you realize you're weaker than hell (laughs) and it just it keeps happening and everyone who's played it will relate i thought like the garlic upgrade which again ironic it's garlic upgrade but you're not fighting vampires it's like you get this little damage aura around you 
to me, that was hands down the best upgrade you could possibly get. Because instead of staying in one spot, you could explore the map and run at the enemies because they couldn't get to you. You just killed them, picked up their stuff, and you could traverse. And then you get a couple more evolutions and upgrades later and you find out that it's complete garbage. There's so many better attacks than that one. And then you get an evolution for garlic and then realize, oh, wait, no, 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 no. That one's actually pretty good oh, that's now. That's cool. I can't tell. And like, it's, it's just planned out just right. There's different modes. Every five minutes, a boss drops on the map. You got to sort of see if you can survive all a half hour. It's so fun, dude. I need to try that game. It's 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 on Game Pass. Like it's not even worth like you just just give it a shot. You don't even need to download it. You just play it on cloud. It never lags. It's amazing. <laughs> I love this game. Vampire Survivors number six for you. Oh, here we go. The top five. The top five. I'm reordering it. I'm reordering. I'm looking at it. I just, I just know it. Okay, no, I don't know. I'm touching it. Nah, I don't. Here we go. <laughs> number five. My favorite game of 2022 that I finished is Slay the Spire. Man, Woo. it feels weird putting that above Xenoblade Chronicles 2 because it's just time and whatever. It doesn't matter. I feel like there's like an inside look to how we play our games on our podcast because I didn't play this year. I played last year. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ooh. technically you played it two years ago. This is yeah. 2023. <laughs> oh my gosh. Time's yeah. going by so quick. It is so fun. And it's so weird that the art style is fine. The music's eh. But the gameplay loop is so strong that... I could not stop. If you, We did a big review of this last year on season two. Don't remember what episode. But that doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And I would beat it, and I would just keep thinking about it. I'm like, no, I'm going to play it again. <laughs> I'm going to beat it again. I'm going to try this character. I haven't gone back to it since, but I plan to, I think, to just do a couple runs here and there. I, I will say this. A lot of the times, a sign of a good game for me is when I have not uninstalled it yet. I have yet to uninstall that game. I don't play Same. it all the time but it's still there just in case i get the urge randomly highly recommend it if you've been turned off or burned by roguelites i think this is a perfect entry into it because there's enough mechanics going on but it's not so deep either yes okay my number five is battlefield 2042 and oh man let me tell you something if you would have told me that when i first played the ea trial version of this game for the 10 hours that i got with kevin that this in 2022 would be one of my top favorite games I played, I would have said you're lying. <laughs> I am amazed at the comeback that this series has made. And yes, I made this comment. I got hate for it once. This is the most fun I've had with the Battlefield since Battlefield 3. It's been a blast. And I'm, I think almost all of my playtime has been with you and Kevin, our younger brother. I, I, what else can I say about it? It's a chaotic mess of a game and it's so much fun. <laughs> and it does it does two things that I think are really entertaining is one when you're on you feel so just like oh you're dominating but god does this game get you frustrated too and you can hear that in our voice chats <laughs> if one of us is not having a good round they let everybody else know <laughs> yeah it's interesting that yeah battlefield coming back for you in 2022 <laughs> yeah 20 yeah i mean we're only 20 years away from what the story is unfolding in this game 19 it's 2023 Oh, God. Whatever. Yeah. This is the 2022 <laughs> year. <laughs> That's true. We are talking about that. Mike, what's your number four? Ooh, my number four is Stardew Valley. I have not played this. And I spent... This could be influenced by the lady who played way too many hours of this game. And by the way, because no one can see this, she's grinning in the background. Right <laughs> <laughs> and what Stardew Valley does so well is... It seems so simple on the onset, and it's so deep. 
And there's so many mechanics and knowing that this was created by one person, the coding and everything going into it, I can't even imagine what it was like. But when you think the game ends, you just get more and more and more. And well, generally, the things that kept me going were there was actually a little story beat between the characters and the town, and I wanted to pursue that. Okay. Well, it, it, this would be another prime example of it's easy to get into, hard to master, right? Just in a different facet? Yeah, sort of, I would say. It or maybe it's just more dedication. Trying, yeah, I would say it's more hard to get efficient with okay. everything, all the systems in it. But everybody says it's a relaxing game, and it's definitely not a relaxing <laughs> game. Or maybe it's because I had her just hounded me. This is how we got to do everything. Stardew Valley is your number four game of the year, huh? Yeah. I would have never guessed it. Neither would I. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, again, I'm sticking on the shooter bandwagon, and we also talked about my number four game. It was the last game of season two. Halo Reach Remastered, baby. Let me tell you something, Mike. I'm not going to go ahead and say this is my favorite Halo of all time. Because I still got, we said that we were going to replay 1, 2, and 3. And I still need to play ODST as well. Yep. But my goodness, is this game incredible. Oh my god, yeah. Simply incredible. It's, I can't, like, how many times did we say it in the episode? <laughs> like, where I was just like, are you seeing this, Mike? <laughs> I could not believe how well this game is done. And just the sheer depression i I guess uh yeah the the sense of depression this game has within it is just i can't beat it i I love this game almost bar none chaos child is up there (laughs) i'll tell you (laughs) get get her if we ever get around to that but yeah you know a funny thought i had though with this is you know how everyone was like crapping on the slipstream engine for halo infinite there's a part of me that's like it'd be kind of fun to see Halo reach and halo one two and three in the slipstream in slipstream engine because the gameplay is what it's so good seeing the, these games in that engine that'd be interesting yeah. granted it might break parts of the levels oh, and I'm stuff sure it would. <laughs> but oh yeah halo reach incredible go listen to that episode surprises you're number four. Oh yeah because my top three are like goat status <laughs> my number three is gonna make larry mad the world ends with you final remix is my no. third <laughs> top favorite game what? of 2020 yeah. it is such a good game don't even listen to larry he is on silence. He's in the corner wearing the dunce hat like we used to when we were kids. Actually, I know that was the thing. That I saw was in absolutely not a thing. Yeah, that was a thing <laughs> we saw in movies. <laughs> so, wow, that was really mean when you think about it. Good job on Evolving World. What The World Ends With You does, it's a, to me, a perfect entry level into the action RPGs. It has the upgrade system of Pokemon with your moves and that your moves change and evolve and upgrade. That, that's super cool. The art style is phenomenal. The music is just so strange in the best K-pop way that I love it. And that one of those songs, I could just sing it all day. I could, oh yeah, just give it to me. And the story goes places. It's very weird. I didn't totally understand the ending. Like I said on our review episode from season two. Yeah, I loved it. I was so unexpected. It's like in my top favorite games of all time. Definitely on the list. Obviously it's in the third on this list, but yeah, it's just so like, Are we good. talking like top 10 favorite games of all oh, time? Oh no, I don't think so. Maybe. No, no. We, we should do it. It's in the top someday. 100, I bet. Okay. Okay. Well, I've played a lot of games, just to let you know. And if you want to hear why I don't like it, go check <laughs> go, out that Go video. check out that episode. <laughs> He's too old. Anyways, my number three, and I think the part that is so impressive about the fact that this is my number three game is my number two game I played right before this. <laughs> so I still, even after playing my second favorite experience I had all year, I still loved this game. And that is Hitman 3. Oh. 
Michael. <laughs> yes. You gotta play this game. I, I haven't played a Hitman game in a long time. I cannot believe how much content is packed into this one game. The level design in the sheer magnitude of ways that you can complete levels is ridiculous. And there's like leaderboards attached. So you can be like, hey, buddy, you got to try and beat my record here. <laughs> ah, one of those, and, yeah. And here's the thing. Everyone talks about the mansion level and for good reason. It's not my favorite level, but the fact that they found a way to have a murder mystery in the level. So like while you're having to do your actual mission, you can choose to just figure out the clues into this mystery as well That's and then actually awesome. use it to try and complete your mission it's brilliant i mean you can become a dj rave star in this game if you want <laughs> like it's just phenomenal and that doesn't this the one with the i see the memes where the, like the briefcase like honing in on people it was like a glitch and it would like follow people and smack them now, i'm not aware of that meme but it's possible i guess but and i haven't really even played much of the sniper modes in this game which is just a completely different version of it. it ugh, you got to play this. Now, me being, I do this with series a lot, do I need to play Hitman 1 and 2? Well, when you buy Hitman 3, you get Hitman 1 and 2 with the new engine, which is also incredible. And I've played a little bit of Hitman 2, but I haven't played... I, I don't really care about the story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> See, that's my problem. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's definitely a well, thing. I, I sw- slay Aspires on my list, so whatever. Doesn't yeah. matter. I don't know. I guess, I mean, Hitman diehards, if you listen to this episode, like, let me know. I don't think you need to, per se. I didn't feel like I was, by any means, like, behind the story. I got the gist. It's not like it's complicated. That's true. I played Hitman 2, not this Hitman. That's very confusing. Hitman 2, back in the day with the mm -hmm. mansion level? Mm -hmm. I I didn't care about the story. I will say this, though, too. The fact that IO Interactive did this has me quite excited. If they are actually working on the next James Bond game, mm. yeah. We have a GoldenEye 64 resurgence, basically, is what you're saying? It's no. Gonna be, it's going to be that. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. That impact? That would yes. be dope. Mm. Number two, Mike. Oh, boy. Number two. I feel like you're like in pain looking at your list trying to see if you're committing to the numbers the way that you keep scrolling. Yeah. Down. <laughs> I am. I am. Hi, number two is Halo Reach Remastered. Ooh, okay. So I wasn't going to put this on the list because I don't play, I don't, if I replay a game, I don't put it on the list. But we technically played the remastered version. So it is a new new game for me. So (laughs) heck yeah. This game is phenomenal. At one point I had this at number one. I was like, yeah, it's my favorite game of 2022. But Halo Reach is so good. I don't know if there is a negative of this game. It's nearly a perfect game. Yeah, I can't even really think of anything. Yeah, every mission's great. I would Multiple argue players fun. I would argue from my perspective, being more used to like the, I guess tr- new age shooters, it's a little clunky for my liking, which is why I made the slipstream comment when I brought the game up. I don't like this game's incredible. Yeah, the set pieces like I it rivals Titanfall two for me on mm. level design, set design, oh. and oh my gosh, you should just play this game even if you're not a Halo fan. I'd probably turn you into one. <laughs> <laughs> agreed, agreed. Okay, so my number two. If- oh, and we talked about that game in season two, so you should do that. Yes. Uh, you should do that. You should download that, listen to it, share it to all your people. <laughs> all right, so my number two. If our list was just about games from 2022, this would be my game of 2022. Elden Ring. Yeah. Incredible. I... There's not really anything I can say about this game that hasn't already been said. The sense of wonderment, the exploration, the creativity, 
the freedom is just unparalleled in this game. I feel like Zelda took open worlds to a specific point with Breath of the Wild. You know, you can make the argument Red Dead Redemption did something different, but this to me is like the next real jump in what I expect from an outer world or an outer world game, a open world game. It's incredible. I, I just, I had so much fun. And I can't believe I, I think I spent 110 hours on this game. It's just <laughs> ridiculous. For the person that two years ago, you were out of games and look at uh, that. Yeah. And it's weird how from software I do this where Dark Souls 3 hooked me. And now I really just need to play more of their games. I've only played two where I've only beaten them seriously. Dark Souls 3 and then now Elden Ring. So I, I clearly need to go play some of their other games because I love their stuff. Armor Core is coming. There you go. That'll be your next one. Oh boy. Yeah. But no, Elden Ring, I mean, you already know it, but go play it. I want to throw some caveats before I get to my number one. I have not beaten Elden Ring, so it's not on my list. I haven't beaten Horizon Forbidden West. It's not on my list. There's a lot of games from 2022 that are not on my list. There's a lot of games from many years past that are not on my list that I started and haven't finished. Looking at you, Breath of, Wild, Breath of Fire 4. Well, <laughs> I've been playing that game since 2018. Well, I, I do want to, well, if you're going to add that caveat, one, there's also the sentiment, I have not just gotten to play tons of the most popular games that came out this year. That is why they haven't been on the, my list either. I will say there is one that might be missing. I don't know if you've been paying attention to it. We delayed uh, recording this by a couple weeks because I was trying to beat this and I can't get myself back in the mood and I need to be in a certain perspective and that is Norco. Oh, gotcha. I wanted to try and beat it for this list because I think it would be on this list based on what I've experienced so far. I have about four-ish hours left, I think, to play. But it's this point-and-click adventure, you have to be in a real, real unique mood and I didn't want to force myself to play it just to add it to the list. So I kind of set it off to the side. And hence with time for us, we're not forcing ourselves to play games from 2022 just to exactly. put them on some list. I'm looking at my list. How many games do I have from 2022 <laughs> on my list? Is it one game? That's Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> play a lot of games yeah, and, and that was early yeah. 2022. That was January, baby. Yeah. But what? hold on. I'm okay, a, hold on. Let me think about this for a second. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Okay. I I'm, know I'm, I know I'm about to one. change this. My favorite game of 2022 is Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Of course it is. I have made so many videos on it. My whole quest along journey, my top moments, like there's probably more coming. <laughs> I, which is really weird because this game definitely is flawed in more than one way. Battle system definitely grows grows tiresome, I would say. I still really like it. And especially if you played Xenoblade 1, Xenoblade 2, Xenoblade 3, this battle system is probably going to start to grade on you. The main cast of villains suck until you get to certain ones and then they're some of the best out there. So it's very hit or miss in that regard, but I just love exploring and it's the cast of characters. All the moments with this core group of six, just phenomenal. It's like one of the best JRPG casts I've ever had. Oof. And I've played a lot of JRPGs and I just think about these moments so much and it's great. I was going to say that definitely means a lot coming from you specifically because you are addicted to JRPGs. Yeah, which is so for you to terrible you... for bits of time. <laughs> <laughs> It's really not, though. You get to put in all the hard work. <laughs> That's true. But I will say it, without spoiling anything, it nails the ending in what I wanted it to be for a character emotional ending that they just knocked it out of the park. I guess yeah, that would be... What a beautifully flawed game, but it is up there as one of the best. Yeah, and it, again, if I know he brought it up. If you want to hear his deep, deep thoughts on that game, 
He has an entire quest along on our YouTube channel. And you the can, podcast. You can follow his progression all the way through. Yeah. If, so. you, want, if you want to see some good moments. <laughs> I love that game. You can play Chronicles 3, man. That's something special. Soundtrack for all his games. Go listen to him. Mm-hmm. Okay. So th- this one, this means something to me. So I just want to say my number one game. I just want to bring you back for a second. The year is 2022. And I think I just beat my favorite game of all time. You tweeted it. I need time to process. And that was October 16th, 2022. So basically almost exactly three months to the day of recording. So I've had definitely a lot of time to think about this one. And I will word it this way. This particular game that I'm about to introduce is my favorite game wrapped around my favorite DLC, wrapped around my favorite utilization of an OST in a video game that I've ever played. Now, hold on. Before you guess, <laughs> I just want to say one thing. So do you remember when we were on the Unlockables podcast with Eric? Yeah. We started going in talking Hi, about... <laughs> we started going in talking about how, you know, our childhood memories and how, what video games meant to us. And you remember like when we started talking about Halo and Aerobiz yeah, and StarCraft? Yeah. We got to the point where I stopped it because you just started getting super excited. And you, were, you could see it in you. You were getting crazy excited. That feeling, that for the first time, I got that after I beat a game as a 36-year-old man. I didn't think I could experience that. And I've played amazing games. Return of the Oberden, Inside, Near Automata. I've played some amazing experiences. None of them has done what this game did to me. Guess. Prey Moonfall. No, but that is also a very good guess. <laughs> Dang it, I thought I had it. I'm. You've guessed it once before at, in the, over, over the months, and I feel like it might upset you, but I'm going to give you the clarification. My favorite game of all time now is Outer Wilds. Oh. <laughs> and, and Mike, so for clarification, I beat this game on my computer January, like it was like the first or second week in January. I then... On October 16th, beat the DLC. I remember you complain about the controls, so you got you got to throw okay. this in there. Okay, so yeah. hold on. So for starters, I want to just give you a quick little uh, side piece. When I beat this game for the first time, I literally sat back in my chair, and again, as a 36-year-old man, I was laughing and crying at the same time. <laughs> I was a fucking mess after playing this game, and I really don't even know why. Hmm. And the the most frustrating part about this game for me is you can't talk about it because I made the analogy in a video that I talked about. There's no like gatekeeping with like quests and things like that in this game. All the knowledge and the way to beat the game is just your own personal knowledge. So for instance, if I were to download it on one of your consoles right now, I could probably beat the game with a little bit of struggle because I'm not the greatest pilot in the world in about 30 to 45 minutes, I think. Right now from a straight brand new file. There's nothing preventing you from beating the game. Interesting. And the thing that was amazing with this game is I had gotten to the point where I almost beat it. And I turned it off. It was like 10.45 at night and I went to bed and I was frustrated because I couldn't figure out what to do. I popped up out of bed at 2 o'clock in the morning. Like, oh, I think I got it. I ran to my computer. I sat down and I started playing it and I figured it out. And I'll tell you this. Because of the way the game is designed... What you have to do in the final sequence is the most stressful, (laughs) like between the music and the gameplay and what you're having to do based on your previous knowledge, what is required of you. It's so stressful, so brilliant. 
and then you get to what I think is one of the most just amazing moments in a game I've ever experienced in my life. I can't talk about any of it because you cannot have it ruined for you. Okay. And the DLC, how does that work? Is it a so, separate yeah. thing? Yeah. So for starters, the fact that it's called Echoes of the Eye, if you haven't played it, like is literally a brilliant name for the actual DLC itself in regards to what happens. The way that this wraps up a story that you didn't think needed to be wrapped up, if that makes sense. Okay. And on top of the fact that it's a horror aspect really changes up the what it does. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. The way that it finally just connects all connects all the dots. I literally just when I finally sat it down and I beat it, I was like, I, I can't even put into words what I just beat. Well, I, that's freaking super cool. <laughs> I cannot believe how amazing this game is. I cannot recommend it enough. And uh, and again, because I've, I've confused it, I'm not talking about the Outer Worlds. It's Outer Wilds, <laughs> just by Mobius Digital. This this started off as a like a college thesis project, and then they decided to turn it into a game. This is their first ever game. Yeah, I, I could favorite. I could possibly day. not have higher expectations for whatever you're gonna do. So I do not like. I do not at all envy <laughs> envy them yeah thank you i have no idea what they're doing gonna do next i don't even know if they're ever gonna make another game again but huh. this game's incredible i can't say enough good things about it and my god the soundtrack is so good man one of these <laughs> days we're gonna have to play each other's favorite games maybe yeah yeah but i don't know what my favorite game is <laughs> i mean i'm i'm looking at it, i'm seeing lunar silver star story complete that is on almost any given day that's one of my favorite games it's like the perfect quintessential rpg jrpg but you know, I was looking at this though, like my top three, Hitman 3, Elden Ring, and Outer Wilds. Like, I mean, maybe well, Outer Wilds. What was that? Like, yeah. My gosh, like <laughs> I had a hell of a 2022. Yeah, mine's The World Ends With You, Halo Reach, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. <laughs> <laughs> You're all over the place. But yeah, what, what a great year for gaming for us. Oh, very much so. And so excited about what's to come. Oh yeah, the 2023 is looking wild. I say it's out of the wild or outer wilds. It's in the <laughs> wild. I don't know what you want to say. I completed 26 games last year. I did replay a couple other ones, and I also played Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition Future Connected, which was like a 10-hour experience. I almost count that as another game, too. I replayed Parasite Eve for Tales from the Backlog with Dave. You should check that out. Mm -hmm. Hi, Dave. Mm -hmm. Just saying hi to yeah, everybody. Just say hi. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of games. I hope to play more games, but I did tell Larry off screen, off screen? No, off mic. That's the word. I want to dedicate myself to JRPGs this year. So my numbers should be significantly low. I expect to only beat like 10 games this year. That's we'll my see. goal. We'll see. I'm already at two. So who knows? <laughs> <laughs> and they weren't slow down that pace. They weren't RPGs. So. Uh, don't listen to anything I say. Just like, don't get excited for any game that Larry wants because it'll probably get delayed. That is also, unfortunately, very accurate. But it's going to be a great year. Thank you for listening. If you could, share this with somebody else that loves Xenoblade Chronicles 3 and <laughs> Outer Wilds, I guess. <laughs> Until next time. Toodaloo.